0: Welcome to the City Hills Church Sermon Podcast. We hope that the message today helped you encounter God, love people, and discover purpose. For more information about who we are as a church, head over to cityhillschurchsd.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, click the Give button at the top of the homepage on our website. And now, let's jump right into the message. Well, welcome to City Hills Church Online. We're so stoked that you're with us today as we kick off our new series called Encountering God. And the whole series is about this idea that we have these extraordinary moments in our life that redefine the future. You've experienced those moments, right? Maybe for you, you think about your wedding day. Maybe for you, you think about your first child being born or your second or your fourth. Those game-changing moments In your life maybe for some of you it was a move to a new city a job opportunity that came out of nowhere that you've been dreaming about and hoping that something would work out and it does for some of you those extraordinary moments are challenging ones someone in your family dies that you cared about deeply you had a close relationship with a pandemic (laughs) breaks out in the world an injustice rocks the fabric of our nation a trusted friend betrays you. Maybe for some of you, it was the day you got the divorce papers in the mail. Those extraordinary moments that reshape the future, they redefine the future and they change everything. In fact, they're not just moments, they're these mile marker points in your life that have a ripple effect for maybe months and years to come. And while we have those moments in our relationships with people and and moments in our lives, we have those moments with God as well. Moments when God breaks through all the noise, when he shuts down all of our busy schedules and he speaks clearly to us, or he opens up a door that only he could. There's a moment in your life that you can look back to with God and go, all I can say is that was God. All I can say was that was that that was him. It couldn't have been on me. Those was extraordinary moments that redefine everything. And I've shared some of those moments that I've had in my own life where God has just spoken so clearly, whether it's in this life altering decision or maybe it's in those quiet moments where I just listen to him. But it's so much more than just, oh, I felt peace in this moment, or I felt like my fear dissipated, or, or I felt like I had a little bit more faith to go to the next day. No, 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 no. These are moments that I remember for years. Moments that reshape the stories I'll tell my daughters. Moments that reshape the history of our family. And my prayer is that you have those moments. And if I'm honest with you, I feel like we're in a really unique season because God wants to have a moment with you. He wants to cut through the noise. He wants to cut through the chaos and he wants to speak directly to you. Now, for each of us, what he has to say and what he wants to do and and what he's trying to share, it's completely different. So I'm not here to tell you exactly what God is saying. The whole series is about the fact that I believe that in this unique moment in history and moment in time and in and, and our culture, God wants to cut through the noise and he wants to have an encounter with you. That he wants to reshape and redefine what the future looks like on the other side of this season. And I believe that if we listen and we open our hearts, we'll hear something truly incredible that will reshape our lives. These moments actually happened throughout the Bible. And we see these stories where God shows up on the scene in different ways and in different shapes. And when he shows up on the scene, it just redefines their life. And so this series, we're going to be looking at a few of those stories. The first one that we're going to be looking at is a story of Jacob. Jacob's story is found in Genesis 32 and just a, for a little bit of context, Jacob was actually the grandson of Father Abraham. Father Abraham, that, that guy, he's his grandson. But you might be a little bit more familiar with him because Jacob was actually the father of Joseph. Joseph is the, the guy we just did a series on a couple of weeks ago. Jacob's life was marked by struggle, he was actually a twin, it was Jacob and Esau. Esau was the older brother only because he came out of the womb first and his life already from the very beginning is marked by struggle because the Bible describes to us that Jacob is holding the heel of Esau, like trying to pull him back in, like, no, 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 I'm going to be first. I'm going to be the firstborn. And his life is just continually that. The truth is, as you study Jacob, he's a bit of a con artist, like he's he's just an interesting cat. His story is so unique. And he actually tricked his brother into giving him his inheritance as the firstborn son by trading him a bowl of soup. Esau, this hunter, comes out of the woods and he's starving to death. And somehow Jacob convinces him, hey, I'll trade you this bowl of soup for your inheritance as the firstborn son seems kind of shady, right? But he does it. And that's not even the end of it. Jacob later on in life, as his father is about to die, he tricks his father into giving him an extra blessing because uh, his father wanted to bless Esau with this special anointing and a special blessing over his life. And he was losing his sight. And so what Jacob did is he went and got some fur and he put it on his arms to feel like his, his brother. And he steals this extra blessing an extra prayer from his brother again. And so obviously there's issues. So they go their separate way. And it's just this incredible story that finally one day Jacob wakes up and he, he says, man, I don't wanna do this anymore. I am, I'm tired of this life. I'm tired of, of scheming. I'm, I'm tired of all this trickery. Like I'm ready to just make things right with my brother and come back home. And so that's actually what he does. But because of all the damage he, he's done, he doesn't trust his brother. He doesn't trust that Esau is just going to forgive him. And so what he does is he, he sends his possessions towards him. He sends some gifts and he sends his family one way and he sends his possessions a different way. Just trying to make sure that he doesn't lose everything if Esau decides to attack him. And so what happens is that Jacob is left alone in his camp and something interesting takes place. Check this out in Genesis 32, starting in verse 22. It says, during the night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two servant wives, and his 11 sons and crossed the Jabbok River with them. After taking them to the other side, he sent over all his possessions. This left Jacob all alone in the camp, and a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. It's like, time out. Did we miss? Did you, Danny, you skipped a couple verses, right? Like, what just happened? He's left alone in the camp, and then all of a sudden, He's wrestling with a man all night. There's somewhere in the story that we're missing something. And I, I, you know, I happen to think that there was this WWE moment that we missed between Jacob and this man. And I didn't grow up being a huge fan of of wrestling, but, or wrestling as my family would say. I wasn't a huge fan of wrestling, but I know a few moves. I mean, the DDT and the chokehold and and all these other little flipping off the top rope. Something happened because we know how in in wrestling, how it ends up happening. Someone says something crazy and all of a sudden there's just arms and legs and everything is just flying and they're attacking each other. And so the Bible doesn't give us a lot of context here. It's like, what just happened? He went from being alone to wrestling with this man. But we're going to see in just a moment that there's something really unique about this man. This dude was not The Undertaker or Ric Flair, just showing up in the middle of the night to wrestle with Jacob. Biblical scholars actually agree that this is a pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus. And I know, I know, I know, you're going, time out. I didn't know we were going to Theology 401. We're like, what is happening? What are you talking about? Let me try to unpack it as best as I can. You see, before Jesus came to the earth, before he was born as a baby, before he was a man, and certainly before the cross, Jesus existed. Jesus was with God from the very beginning. It's why we say praying to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, there's is this trinity. And, and one day we'll unpack that soon for you to, to maybe get your head around that idea. But the reality was that Jesus was with God at the very beginning. And there were these unique moments in time where Jesus would come out of heaven in some kind of form. And, and the Bible doesn't give us clearly what form it is, whether it's like an angel or just a spiritual body or, or whatever it is. But before he came to the earth, he, he would have these moments in the Old Testament where he would just show up and have an interaction with people. And because of their interaction with him and the way that the Bible describes it, it makes it really clear that this wasn't just an angel. It was something significantly more. And that's why scholars believe that it's Jesus. And so that's what happens here. Somehow, Jesus, the Lord, comes and he's wrestling with Jacob. And so check out what it says in verse 25. When the man or Jesus saw that he he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and he wrenched it out of socket. He uses superpowers here. He's like, all right, there's enough of this. And and the man said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said something really important. I will not let you go unless you bless me. I will not let you go unless you bless me. We have to use our imagination here. And so let me just share with you what I felt like happened. This is just Danny. This is not the Bible. This is just what I feel like happens, knowing the personality of Jesus. What I think happened is that they were having a conversation. And Jesus being himself and and seeing how he acted in the New Testament when he was here on earth, he kind of would stir up trouble by bringing up things that were deep within people. You remember when he met the woman at the well and he said, why don't don't you go and get your, your husband? She said, I don't have a husband. Jesus says, Oh, I know you don't have a husband. You, you've had five husbands and the man you're living with now. He's not your husband either. Jesus would have these moments where he would he would hear the thoughts of people and he'd bring it up out loud. Well, why? Why do you feel that way? Why are you thinking those thoughts? Do you not see this? And it's like, Jesus, you, you're, you're meddling in some business here. And I think that's probably what happened with Jacob that they were having a conversation and Jesus began to reveal some insecurities and some some deep seated things in Jacob's life. And perhaps he just went too far and Jesus saw, you know what, this is just you're you're trying to play games. You're still trying to control the narrative. You're trying to trick me. You're trying to be the con artist. You're trying to say the right things. You're trying to just do everything. I'm going to go ahead and move on. We've been there as well. We can relate to Jacob. We've had those moments in our life where we've tried to control the narrative. We've tried to control the things that we can. We've, we've tried to make things look better and, and, and just be able to, to communicate and, and do the things that we want to do the way that we want to do it. And eventually we get to a point and we just get fatigued with it. We're just tired. We're tired of playing the games and we want life to look differently. Jacob says, no, 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 you're not walking away. You're not leaving until you bless me. You're not leaving until things are different. You may have revealed all this stuff about me, but you don't get to walk away. We are going to fight. And you're not leaving until you bless me. Listen to what the man, who I believe is Jesus, asks him. He says, what is your name? The man asked. And he replied, Jacob. Now, this was a deeper question than, what's your name? I forgot your name. But by the way, remind me again. No, no. He's not saying, Jacob, what's your name? He's saying, Jacob, who are you? And what you might not know is that Jacob, his name actually meant the deceiver, the trickster, the heel. And for decades, Jacob had been living up to his namesake. For decades, he'd been living this life where he just he tried to move all the pieces right where they need to be. He tried to control his life. He he did whatever it took to get where he wanted to be and to get whatever he wanted. He was tired. He was worn out from this life of constantly wrestling with the wrong things. And maybe for you, you feel the same way that Jacob did. You've been wrestling with life. You've been wrestling with challenge after challenge. You've been wrestling with the things that have been going on in your life and you feel like you can't go any further. It's like I'm done. I'm spent. I've tried everything I I can try. I've failed. I've succeeded. I've hurt people. They've hurt me. I'm, I'm at the end of my rope. And you know what? Today, I believe that there are three things that we're wrestling with that actually pull us away from our purpose and they drain us of our energy. And the first thing that I believe that you and I wrestle with, we wrestle with who we are and who we're supposed to be. We wrestle with who we we are currently and who we wish, who we think, who we thought we were gonna be. You've had these moments, I've had these moments. Maybe you look at your life and you you thought that your marriage would look different than it does. You thought you wouldn't be having the same struggles. For some of you, you're dating and you thought, man, by now I thought I would have found the right person instead of all of these shallow, insignificant encounters with people. I I thought by now it'd be further. For some of you, you felt like in your finances, you still wouldn't be struggling at this point. Like by now, I would have had some of this debt paid off. By now, I wouldn't have these same struggles and these same bills and these same issues. By now, something would be different. For some of you, you feel like at this point in my life, after all of these years, after all these experiences, by now, God, by now, I should know who I am. I shouldn't still be struggling with these same insecurities that I did decades ago. I shouldn't still be in the same place. I shouldn't still be struggling with this same issue. Who I am today is not who I thought I would be. We wrestle with that. And it drains us of our purpose, and it drains us of our energy. The second thing that we, we see is that we wrestle with our past. For some of you, your past has become this anchor that holds you back from the future. Your past has become this place where you're trying to fix what happened. You're trying to figure out what happened. You're trying to work out all of the pieces. And all it's doing is keeping you from living your life in the present. All it's doing is hindering your future. The truth is that you and I cannot change our past, but we can begin to rewrite our story from here. We can't change our past. We can't fix it. We can't go back and make all the pieces right. But we can say, God, can you redeem my story? And from this point forward, can you help me live the life that I want to live? We're wrestling with our past. We're wrestling with who we thought we would be. And we're drained and we're frustrated and we're spinning our wheels. The last thing that we struggle with and the last thing that we wrestle with is that we wrestle with our secrets within us. We wrestle with those secret sins in our life, with those secret struggles, those secret insecurities those secret thoughts that just keep coming back into our minds. And what we do is that you and I, we play the game and we put the mask on. We put the facade on. We play the right parts. We say the right words. We try to do the right things. But at the end of the day, we're exhausted because we're trying to pretend that we've got it together. We're trying to pretend like we have confidence. We're trying to pretend like we're not struggling. Those secret struggles within us. They wear us down. There's an old saying in church that says, God can't bless who you pretend to be. I just think those words are so, so true for today. God can't bless who you pretend to be. If you pretend to be this person, God sees that. He knows your heart. He knows what you're struggling with. And if we don't allow him to do a work within us, we're going to struggle with those same things time and time again. What we learn from Jacob is this incredible lesson that if we want to discover our purpose, we have to wrestle with God. And I know what you're saying. You're like, "What? that, that doesn't make any sense. What do you mean wrestle with God? What do you mean wrestle with him? You know, I thought that way for a while, but as I was reading the story, I felt like God r- reminded me of some things. Because, you know, growing up, like I said, I wasn't a huge fan of of wrestling, but I understood it. I saw it. And, and it was we played the video games. We did all of those things. So it, it was still a part of my life. And somewhere around middle school, I met some um, some other kids who were on the wrestling team. And I thought, oh, oh man, well, that's pretty cool. You're on the wrestling team. Obviously, I didn't think it was like WWE and they're jumping off of, you know, the high rope and in cages and all that. Like, I knew it wasn't that, but I didn't know what it was. So I thought, oh, this is really cool. You're on the wrestling team. Maybe it's like MMA or or just something like that. Yeah, that was until I, I saw wrestling in high school and saw wrestling in, in middle school. And when when homeboy. Rolls out in the short shorts, leotard and, and a marshmallow helmet. I was like, oh, wait a minute. It doesn't look like the wrestling that I, I remember. Like, what, what is going on? And then the match started and it was just like, oh, that's, oh, okay. That's a lot of touching. That's a, wow, that is, that's a lot. And it immediately lost all of its cool factor. If you're on the wrestling team, don't judge me. I'm just saying, as a, as a young man, I was like, I don't need to be that close to you. That's just a lot. That's just a lot for me. But when you think about it and as you study wrestling, as you understand it, wrestling is all about proximity and leverage. You see, what happens is that as they train, they want to keep each other close. They want to keep the bodies close to each other and wait for those moments of leverage to win the fight. When there's space in between you and the other person, it allows them the freedom to do whatever they're trying to do, and it just, it puts you in a bad spot. So you're trying to keep as much proximity to each other as possible until you leverage the right moment. Doesn't that sound a lot like what God wants to do in our lives? Doesn't that sound so much like what he's inviting us to in this relationship? That God is saying, hey, I want you to be close to me. I want us to have proximity. I want you us to be intimate and close and united and just all legs and arms and face and all that. We're just in it. And at the right time, we're going to leverage a moment for you to see my hand. The issue wasn't that Jacob was wrestling with God. The issue was that Jacob had been wrestling with everything else in his life. He'd been wrestling with his past. He'd been wrestling with his secrets and his insecurities. He had been wrestling with who he thought he would be by now. He was wrestling with all these things, and God was going, no, 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 here's your moment to wrestle with me. And he did, and he won, and he held on to him, and he said, I am not Letting go until you bless me. And I wonder what would happen in our lives if you and I had that same attitude. God, I'm struggling right now in this moment. God, I'm 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 wrecked with doubts and fears, but I'm not letting go until you bless me. God, I'm so tired of my insecurities. I'm so tired of fighting with my past. I'm so tired of feeling like I haven't accomplished the things that I wanted to. But God, I'm not letting go until you bless me. God, I am I am worn out. I am burnt out. I feel like I am missing my purpose. But God, I am not letting you go until you bless me. Because see, you and I have a really bad habit. The first thing that goes in our life is God. We'll spend all of our time wrestling with our past, with our issues, with what we think our purpose is, what we thought life would look like. We'd spend we spend hours and days and years wrestling with those things. But at the first sign of trouble, you and I let our proximity to God slip away further and further and further. And God is reminding you and he's reminding me today. Don't let me be the thing that you stop wrestling with. Come to me with your doubts. Come to me with your fears. Come to me with your insecurities. Come to me with your questions. Let's wrestle over them. Let's dig into each other. Let's fight. Let's have this conversation. But don't give up on me. Don't let me go. Of all people to let go, why are you letting me go? You see, what happened is when Jacob wouldn't let go of God, something powerful happened. Listen to what he What he says in verse 28, the Lord said to him, your name will no longer be Jacob. From now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men and have won. You see, God didn't bless him with more money. He didn't bless him with more possessions. He didn't bless him with a new job title. He didn't bless him with a new city. He didn't bless him with a new opportunity. What he did is he changed his identity. You know what God wants to do the same thing for you? God wants to redefine who you are from the inside out. You see, Jacob would no longer be the deceiver, the trickster, the heel, the con artist, the one who is just trying to get his own way and make it happen. No, from now on, he'd be known as the one who wrestled with God and won. And my prayer for you is that in this season, you don't miss God shouting through the noise to you saying, Hey, 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 don't stop wrestling with me. Don't lose your proximity to me. Don't don't just allow these things to slip in between us. Don't allow that to happen because you're going to wrestle through those things. And all the while, all you need was me because God is the one who can redefine and reshape your identity and your future. You wanna be more like Jacob? Not Jacob the deceiver, but Jacob the one who wouldn't let go of God? Decide in your heart right now, God, I need an encounter with you. God, I need a moment where you speak and I listen and I do what it is that you tell me to do. God, reshape my life. And as we do that, God will do the miraculous. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, right now in this moment, as we hear this story of Jacob and how he he wrestled with you, it's so mind-blowing and so confusing But at the heart of it, you speak to the fact that you want us near that your heart, your passion, your love for us is not so that you can help us and then be absent. You want to be present and involved day to day, deeply in our lives. And God, in this season, as we begin this series, as you begin to speak to our hearts, I pray that you give us the courage that it takes to say, God, despite all that's happening, I'm not letting you go. God, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. I'm holding on to you. I'm holding on to your promises. I'm holding on to your faithfulness. I'm holding on to who you say I am because, God, I am tired of wrestling with who I thought I would be. God, I'm tired of wrestling with my past and trying to fix something that I know I can't fix. God, I am tired of fighting with these struggles that are within me that I just wish they would go away. God, right now, in this moment, we lean into you and we hold on to you and we say, God, we're holding on to you. We're wrestling with you until you bless us. We will not leave this season without your wisdom, without your blessing, without your direction, and without you redefining what the future looks like. God, meet us where we are. Speak to us and reveal within us those areas that you have been wanting so badly to deal with. We thank you, God, that you're near and present in our lives. We pray all of this in the strong and the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed the message today. We would love to be able to partner with you on your faith journey. Regardless of where you're at or what you're walking through, know that your friends at City Hills Church are here for you. If you would like for us to pray for you, click the contact button on the top of the homepage and share your request with us. Our prayer team will keep you and your family in prayer every week. We hope you have an incredible day and that you discover a little more purpose throughout your week. We look forward to seeing you soon.